let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey everybody, welcome back to Outposts of Heaven, the podcast. As always, I am your co-host, Andrew Jordan. Hey guys, it's Emily. And we are super grateful that you have taken the time out of your busy, busy, busy day, unless it's not busy, then taking time out of your not busy day to give us a listen. <laughs> yeah, um, it always makes me curious, like what people are doing while they listen. I don't know. Like, because I listen to podcasts while I fold laundry or do dishes, but I wonder what other people... I can't really do it in the car. I would love to in the car. but the You don't kids... listen to podcasts in the car? Oh, with the well, kids. Well, I always have the kids with me, and they're like, eh, turn your podcast off. So I don't listen to Is podcasts. Is that their voice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to podcasts pretty much all the time. Yeah. Not all the time, but like there's not a time where like, I don't really right. listen to podcasts. Yeah. So it just makes me interested. Like, hmm, where are you guys listening? What are I you say doing? That, but there are actually a lot of times I don't listen to podcasts, like in church. Or in a meeting, or... Well, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> we are talking today about grace, and... Specifically in relation to motherhood. Yeah. It well, applies outside yes, of that. But way. outside of that, too. Um, yeah, we said a prayer. We always pray before our episodes, before we start recording, and I just really hope that the Spirit is here with us while we talk about this, yeah. because it's such a like a difficult thing to talk about. Um, and I definitely don't feel like qualified. Right. To talk and about so again, either, and we so. say this all the time, but we're not experts and we're not authorities. What, what we're, the goal of our podcast is to just kind of be part of a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. to imagine that we're friends sitting around on our, you know, lovely blue couch and talking about this stuff. Because this is like mm-hmm. these are the things that we talk about anyway, anyway with our friends. Yeah, in between I mean, a lot of this is conversations that we've had with each other. Right. Which this episode really is. We had this conversation, and we're like, you know what? We need to we need to record about this. Right. Um. So yeah, not because we're like fountains of wisdom, but because we want other people to be having these kind of conversations in their home to figure out and to receive personal revelation for themselves to figure out how the Lord wants them to apply these principles in their lives. Exactly. I like that. Perfect. Yeah. So a little bit of backstory. Um, we went to the temple together a few weeks ago and we were just walking around the temple grounds and I don't remember what led up to this conversation, but basically I just bursted into tears um, because I just felt like such a bad mom. Like, I felt like uh, everything that I was doing, everything that I was saying was, like, the wrong thing. And I just, like, had this image of the mom that I wanted to be and that I could never obtain that. Like, I could never get to that level, mm-hmm. whatever arbitrary level I was thinking of. This imaginary, but, like, perfect Emily mother. Yeah. Um, And I kept having this phrase come into my mind, like, I just want to be, like, this graceful mom that responds well to everything and is unruffled and nothing they say can make my mood bad and I can just be happy and have nice responses to everything all the time. 
and I just like broke down into tears. Like I just feel like such a crappy mom that and like unappreciated and not valued and because I mean little kids are little kids, right? I mean it's it's not age appropriate for them to appreciate everything that their parents do. I I right? I, I might even change it and say it's not uh how do I say this? It's not <clears throat> it's not rooted for us to expect them Right. To be doing that at their age. Because they yeah. still can and they still do sporadically. Mm-hmm. But like to expect them to be extremely appreciative all the time is not realistic. Right. Like they haven't developed that yeah. that capacity yet. Right. Because are you always grateful and thankful? No. <laughs> sure I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah, but I just kind of spiraled into this. And I've talked about these kinds of feelings before on the podcast. Um so this probably isn't really that new to anybody if you've been listening for a long time. But um, I just kind of got into one of those spirals where um, I ended up saying things like, like, I, it would be okay if someone else raised my kids. Like, if I were out of the picture, they probably wouldn't care. And that's when I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I'm having such dark thoughts like that. Um, and... Then we started talking about grace. I don't remember how exactly it all happened, but I do remember that I just kept focusing on this graceful mother phrase. Right. And uh, you said that, and I was really struck by that. Um, And I think what happened next, I asked you, like, what? And we don't have to... You don't have to rehash the whole conversation. That's not... um, If you remember, what, what does the idea of grace mean to you? Um, well, I think that kind of going back to that phrase for a minute, um, we think of the word graceful and I think at least flawless or when there is a flaw, like they like recover really well or really easily. Like, if, if someone falls and it's a graceful fall, like, it's graceful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like, they recover well. It's flowing really nicely. Like, it's fine. Um, but, yeah, when I think of a graceful person, I just think of, like, happy and, like, peaceful and always put together and yeah. very um, responsible to everything. But something that Andrew helped me realize is that that word graceful is different than grace. Yeah. Well, I think it, it may, maybe ought not to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you think about graceful in, like the, in the definition that you just gave mm-hmm. as being the ability, ability to kind of roll with the punches well mm-hmm. or to accept mistakes well. That could be more accurate. Yeah. But frequently we in the world think of graceful as being without blemish. Right. Or without issue. Yeah. Whereas if you take the the word and you split it up and say, I want to be full of grace. Then suddenly it means something completely different. Right. I I love it. Right. (laughs) Now I love it. So I... More than being graceful in like the world sense, I want to be full of grace. Yeah. 
And usually, even before this conversation, I never thought about this, but when I thought of being full of grace, I thought of kind of being in a, not in a perfect state, but being in like in a pretty good state. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, grace is what the Lord gives us when we make mistakes or when we fall short. Right. And so being... So a person that is full of grace is full of mistakes that he's trying to overcome. Right. And so if we want to be full of grace, it means we are constantly making mistakes. Yeah. Because that's when the Lord gives us grace is when we make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that requires us to be in a constant situation of... Or yeah. A, yeah, a situation or, or state of mistake making. And if we weren't making mistakes then we would well everyone makes mistakes so Mm -hmm. if we weren't making mistakes though then we wouldn't need grace which means that we wouldn't need jesus christ and his atonement which we do right we everybody every single person needs jesus christ and his atonement and his grace and if you need that that means you're making mistakes right and so every person is making mistakes and nobody's perfect and i think this idea of wanting to of having aspirations as a mother or a father or mm-hmm. whatever it is, whatever relationship we're referring to, whatever aspect of our lives. I think that's a good thing to have an aspiration and to have an end point in mind. But if we use it inappropriately and we think that only at when we have reached that end point, are we full of grace? Mm-hmm it can be damaging, right? It can get us into a spot where we're having negative thoughts and we're, we're spiraling. Mm-hmm. But there's... Different can thing. I... Yeah, so I was listening kind of in preparation for this, talking about this topic. I was listening to a BYU devotional from Brad Wilcox. It's like a pretty famous one. It's pretty popular. It's called His Grace is Sufficient. And... In it, he talks about a student that he talked with that um, tried to explain grace as, okay, I'm going to butcher this, but basically he he's saying that grace is not some sort of like um, bar on a chart, like a, a line on a chart that like, hey, if you make it to this line, then he's going to make up the rest. Like if you do your best, he'll make up the rest, mm-hmm. um, which is true in a sense that like you have to put the work in, but like his grace is through the whole process. It doesn't just kick in once you've had enough, once mm-hmm. you've done every single thing that you can do. Like his, his grace is there through the whole process. Right. And I really like that. Yeah. It's kind of like this idea of, um, Oh my gosh. I have this image in my head. I don't know if I'm going to try and explain this image and it might come off awfully. So, uh, we think of it as two separate things, like our efforts and the Mm -hmm. grace of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, just like oil and water, like we put them in, the oil is going to take up a certain portion and the water is going to take up a certain portion Mm -hmm. and they're not going to be, they're not going to mix. Right. But in actuality, it's, more infused than that right it's more like water and i don't know water and sprite or water (laughs) and food coloring or something like that where where you you well it's like completely mixed throughout right yeah where there's no way to like to really separate Mm -hmm. the two yeah because they've been totally like consumed not consumed but in insumed is that the word i don't know is insumed a word 
I don't know. Part, made part of the other. Um, and I really like this idea of grace being, of being a, a quintessential part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, I, the Lord's not just tipping the scales at the end of, of our lives. It's not like you just get to the end of your life and you're like, oh, well, yeah, you did a good job. And you're, you you kind of need like 98 more points to get in. <laughs> yes. And so I'm just going to... Brad Wilcox said this exact example. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was like, he imagined himself at the, at the last second, like at the judgment, as like Jesus Christ holding a clipboard. And he's sitting there like, okay, Jesus. And Jesus is like, oh bummer brad like two more points and you would have made it yeah <laughs> like it's not like that right yeah. Be- because christ is intimately involved in our progression every day mm-hmm. right and so my my efforts now are inherently full of grace because he's given me grace to get to the point that i'm at now yeah um that reminds me of a hymn called Come Come Ye Saints. I'm looking up the lyrics right now, so one second. Um, Yeah, so this, the first verse in Come Come Ye Saints is, Come Come Ye Saints, no toil nor labor fear, but with joy wend your way. Though hard to you this journey may appear, grace shall be as your day. And that reminded me of what you just said, or what you said reminded me of this because Mm -hmm. you said, um, it's something that we need every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does it mean to you that grace shall be as your day? Hmm. Because I have some thoughts. Okay. And and then Brad Wilcox has thoughts. Too. Okay. So <laughs> but, for me, when I think, mm-hmm. can you reread the whole verse real yes. quick? So a little bit of background from this, this um him was written about the pioneers that crossed the plains um not just that this guy well, the guy who wrote it was crossing the plains mm-hmm. so for those of you who are not members of the church of Jesus Christ, i don't know this saints. whole backstory then i just know it's about pioneers so it's in it's in saints volume okay. two okay um the the members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints were basically kicked out of the united states mm-hmm. so they're they were driven from state to state and eventually got kicked out of the united states and um, I say we and with my ancestors and and members of the church at the time said, okay, we are just going to go to the middle of the desert and we're going to set up shop there. And a lot of people died along the along the trail. And this one guy, I if I known we were going to talk about this, I would have looked it up. But he, I think he had lost several children, like mm. just recently, and he'd been super sick, and he had was, he was having a real rough go of it. And so he sits down and writes this writes this song after some really miraculous spiritual experience he had kind of reminding him that the Lord's going to help him. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. and, and if you read through it, I'll just read through the <clears throat> verses real quick. Is that all right? Yeah, sure. I think it's fine. Yeah. It says, Come, come, you saints, no toil nor labor fear, but with joy wend your way. Though hard to you this journey may appear, grace shall be as your day. Tis better far for us to strive, our useless cares from us to drive. Do this, and joy your hearts will swell. All is well, all is well. Why should we mourn? 
or think our lot is hard. Tis not so, all is right. Why should we think to earn a great reward if we now shun the fight? Gird up your loins, fresh courage take. Our God will never us forsake. And soon we'll have this tale to tell. All is well, all is well. We'll find the place which God for us prepared far away in the west, where none shall come to hurt or make afraid. There the saints will be blessed. We'll make the air with music ring, shout praises to our God and King. Above the rest these words will tell, all is well, all is well. And should we die before our journey's through, happy day, all is well. We then are free from toil and sorrow too, with the just we shall dwell. But if our lives are spared again, to see the saints their rest, ob- their rest obtain, oh, how we'll make this chorus swell. All is well, all is well. Happy day, all is well, all is well. It's such a good hymn. It's, just, it's one of my favorites by far. So what does it mean for me that grace shall be as your day? Yeah. I don't know. Specifically, or especially thinking about it in the context of the rest of this of this him and the, this situation in life mm-hmm. or this phase of life that they were going through. Grace is the thing that makes it all bearable. I mean, it's the mm-hmm. thing that, that takes me where I'm at and makes it so I can do more. Mm-hmm. And so this idea that grace shall be as your day I don't know, I think about the sun coming up after a dark after a dark night mm-hmm. and providing warmth and clarity and the sense of safety mm-hmm. that comes with light and makes everything so much more clear because when you're in the middle of your faults and you're in the middle of your errors you feel like it's so dark and you can't see anything and you're so you're super super limited on, uh, on your path or on what's possible or on your worth, but when grace enters your life, then you see things for, uh, you see things as they really are, and so you see that hey, life and my existence is far more than just this, like this these trenches of motherhood or parenthood. Mm -hmm. It's far more than these mistakes I'm making. It's far Mm -hmm. more than this period or this phase of our career. Like we were talking about earlier. Um, it's, it's just a part of it, a part of our journey because Mm -hmm. we're children of God and we existed before this life and we're going to exist afterwards. And, and grace is the thing that helps us remember and keep a proper perspective. I love that. I love, I love everything you just said. I love and I've that. never thought about it like that. I've been thinking about grace like since we had this conversation two weeks ago. Right. And that didn't come to my mind. And I love I love it. Right. Thank and you. And I haven't thought about that in terms of perspective either. Because grace is the thing that helps us keep the proper perspective. Mm-hmm. So grace is a... It's both a principle of widening perspective and increasing our ability. And I wonder if the majority of grace's ability to increase our ability comes from just increasing our perspective. Because as our perspective is made more accurate, Mm 
we're able to make better decisions. Mm -hmm. And I know the times it's the times in my life where it's been the easiest for me to make the right choices and not just make the right choices, but be happy about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like not just serve and read my scriptures and whatnot, but love reading the scriptures and love thinking about the gospel and love thinking about building the kingdom of God and, and all of those things. It's been when I have had a clear understanding of, of who I am mm-hmm. and that I'm a, a son of God and that he loves me and that he's aware of me personally. And so I, for me, one of the most readily visible effects of the grace of Christ in my life is a reorientation of my perspective. So what do you think? Well, I really love that idea. Um, I was thinking, um, we kind of had an English class where we talked all about grace. My first semester, uh, second, no. Yeah, anyways, I was at BYU-Idaho, and we had an English class, and this teacher, um, one of my favorite teachers, Sister Devin Ye, <laughs> she probably doesn't listen, but that's okay, um, she told us, a, like, she taught us a lot about grace, and I don't remember a lot of what she said, but we did talk about this hymn, and the line, grace shall be as your day, and she didn't tell us what it meant, um, she just told us that everybody comes to a point in their life when they figure out what this line means for themselves through experience. And she said, like, one day you'll have that experience. And, it, like, that was that. I was like, okay, well, that's weird. Um, but I really love talking about it now because I think there are several different meanings and, like, we get to kind of figure out for ourselves through our own experiences what it means for us. Um, but something that I got from that line, grace shall be as your day, is that we we know that the sun is going to rise. We know that the next day is going to happen. And we also, like, we can trust in that, just like we can trust that his grace is always there. Like, we, we expect it. We don't, we don't question if the sun is going to come up the next morning. No. Um, it just always will. Just as the grace of Jesus Christ will always be there. So that's kind of what I got from it. So, so if you're far. listening with your spouse so or near your spouse, this might be a good time to press pause and go and ask your spouse. Yeah, ask each other. What does that line, what is the line, grace shall be as your day? Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean to you? Yeah, and I think um, as we were reading this hymn, you know, they're not really talking about like mistakes. Like I was talking about motherhood mistakes. and, um, But... I think here he's talking about just like trials that the atonement of Jesus Christ doesn't just apply to the mistakes and the sins that we're making, but that it applies to everything that's unfair and everything that's hard and challenging in this life, um, that it will all be made right somehow through grace. Well, and I think that while it doesn't say mistakes, the man who wrote this was directly thinking about mistakes. Oh, you think so? There's no way that you as a parent who made the choice to leave civilization and cross the plains, even if you believe that God told you and your children die along the way. I mean, you're going to be thinking that you made mistakes and like, Oh, what have I done? Like maybe you weren't even thinking that 
you shouldn't have gone and that wasn't the mistake, but you were thinking that, oh, I made a mistake by giving them this food or not giving them enough, <laughs> uh, or not packing enough jackets or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And, that makes sense. And so I think as humans, when we are in trials, at least it's been my experience that I am, it's very rare that I'm in a hard moment or a trial where I don't also question my own judgment. Yeah. And the great answer about the great thing about the grace of Christ is that it doesn't to receive the grace of Christ. We don't have to be perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. And so whether or not we are in a bad situation because of our choices, like the grace of Christ is still there. Yeah. And it's there for all of us. Mm-hmm. Whether or not we are there, we are in a hard situation solely because of our choices. Right. Like the grace of grace of Christ is always proffered by our, our Savior mm-hmm. and ready to start making changes in our lives. Yeah. So how do you think this affects your, or how should it affect your perception of motherhood? Well, I think um, walking away from that experience at the temple... Um, one of the first things I was thinking of was that I need Jesus Christ and that I want to need him. Um, not that, not saying that I want to make mistakes and I, I don't want to be perfect because I think I will probably always struggle with wanting to be perfect and, um, do everything right and pretty, (laughs) um, (laughs) not me pretty, but do everything pretty, (laughs) but, um, I just like walked away with this feeling of like, I want to need him and I know that I need him. And if that's the case, then I'm going to make mistakes and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I can rely on that all day, every day, mm-hmm. his grace all day, every day. And it's not going to be this, um, I have to put in this amount of work for it to apply to me. Well, especially because being a follower of Christ and wanting Christ means that you're constantly put into situations where you're going to need him. Mm-hmm. Right. You could stay, if you stayed in your first state or like the, the, if you stayed in the state in which you were when you first came to know Christ and you came to follow him and love him deeply, it would probably be fairly easy to see rapid and long lasting success and growth. Mm hmm without any major setbacks. Yeah. But for example, when we when we got home from our missions and we were both very committed to Christ and we were even after we were first married and we were having our scripture studies and we were having lots of gospel conversations, we felt like we were doing pretty well and then we had kids and we which we felt we were you know asked to do by our heavenly Father and something we did happily and eagerly mm-hmm. and it looks very different now though it looks different right and, and mm-hmm. we're in a, a harder situation mm-hmm. and so by receiving grace we are pulled down the path of discipleship and we end up needing more grace to make any subsequent steps yeah and so it's an interesting thing that receiving any grace starts pulling you towards Christ, but in order to be closer to Christ, you need more grace. Right. And so the process of, of receiving grace is, is a long one and it 
it, it can't it's not just a one-time thing it can't be no it's not it's like an ongoing process forever and ever always right. every and and because of that we can't set uh expectations on ourselves for every situation mm-hmm. right yeah i mean and i think there's probably a line there right i can i can make commitments that i'm never going to do certain things and tell myself i'm never going to do them in any situation but to expect myself to be as calm or patient throughout the day as we were before we had kids <laughs> like that's just that's just not gonna happen right? yeah there's and definitely more opportunity to not be <laughs> calm and patient now <laughs> than there was before <laughs> but i i think that it provides us a greater opportunity to be full of grace. Yeah. And that's, I, I think that's my goal now. Like my perspective has changed and I feel like to me, the graceful that I want to be is full, full of, of grace, grace and not graceful right? in the worldly sense. And inherently being full of grace means that you're full of cracks because that's the way that, Yeah. to quote the great, oh my gosh, is it I Dirk Bentley? Know. Who's that? Oh my gosh. What's the... Uh... That's a country singer. Is that what you're going yeah, for? Yeah. Is that his name? Dirk Bentley? I think so, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what song you're talking about. Oh, it's... It's... Um, <laughs> it's is it Thank God Dirks for That Woman? Bentley? Isn't it like plural or something? Dirks? Oh my gosh. I can't believe that. <laughs> I used to listen to him all the time. Oh, okay. We're Googling. We're, we're finding out. You probably okay. know this. Spelled really weird too, isn't it? It's like Dirks or something. Dirks. There you go. Dirks. Dirks Bentley. Okay. I don't want to play. Stop playing. <laughs> We're keeping that in. Okay. All right. Let's see. There's a great line that probably it also oh. really bites or really applies yeah. here. It says, uh, "This world has a way of shaking your faith." Oh, I know the song. I've been okay. broken again and again. But I need all the cracks in my shattered heart because that's where her love gets in. Oh, that's cute. Every night I should be on my knees. Lord knows how lucky I am. Okay. Yes, I know this song. Okay. So this idea that you have to have cracks in your heart Mm -hmm. because that's how the grace of Christ gets in. Yeah. And I'm just realizing this now, but like full of grace is full of Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to be. <laughs> and the only way to get there is it. to have like more and more cracks yeah. put in. And so he gives you a little bit of grace to help you in the space that you're in. And then he pulls you farther along. And then who you are starts to crumble a little bit more because he's asking you to do more. Mm-hmm. And then as pieces of you fall away, he fills that in with, with his grace. I am loving this thought. Yeah. I'm just really on a spiritual high right now. Yeah, I, I do. Good. I do really like. Well, I feel like we could probably just kind of talk about this topic more and more and more. But I think we've said some really good things, and I don't want to take away. A lot from of it the... was brainstorming. Right, and so it's not. But... Yeah, we might come back to this in a few weeks and listen to it again and realize, oh, this is not what we. I I think there's more to this, and there yeah. definitely oh, is more to this. There's definitely more to this. In fact, I will include. Brad Wilcox's speech in the show notes. Right. You should definitely do that. Yes. And I I don't want to keep talking just for the sake of talking because I think it would diminish the potency of the things that we we have said. Absolutely. So 
to close. Loves, loves and, less and less than love. I less than love the weather right now. I think it sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> it has seriously rained like every single day for weeks. And we were in Arizona a few weeks ago. Um, and then since we've been home, since Father's Day, I think it's rained every single day. At least a little bit. At least a little bit every single day. And it just makes it really hard because I'm like, I have all these things that I want to go do with the kids and hikes and stuff, but it's so wet and so gross. And then it's rainy and thunder and lightning. Yeah. And I can't. And, and hiking I can't with get the a dog, dog out in the, the mud play. is yeah, gross. I can't even let him like go play outside because he's an indoor dog and he will get nasty. Yeah. So he goes outside to go potty and that's about it. He's getting like no exercise. <laughs> we take him on walks and stuff. And we still take him outside. Sometimes. Yeah. But Anyways. if we take him outside, it's like, okay, we're going to be out here for a long time. And, and then you're, you're getting definitely a getting a bath. Yeah. Anyways, so the weather has been not my friend right now. I do honestly enjoy the thunderstorms. And we've talked about that on the podcast before. Um, I really like them. But every day, I mean, come on. Every day. <laughs> Let's have some sunshine. <laughs> well, we do get lots of sunshine. Because it's not like it rains all day. It rains every yeah. day, but not all day. Yeah. It's not like Let's Washington. have some days of sunshine, though, where we can like get out and it will be dry. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, Probably never going to happen because we're swamp, in the baby. south. I love you. Yeah. Don't so say you're in the south. Like, you are in southern Louisiana. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, my love is the opposite side of Emily. Um, I... Or opposite of your love. <laughs> the opposite of you personally. But okay. I love running in the rain. Ew, you do? I do. Oh, I hate running I in the rain. I super enjoy it. It feels like, it feels like invigorating. Ew. That. I hate that sprinkle feeling on your face. Ugh, I hate that. No, and not, not just not running and sprinkling, but running in a downpour. I know, but I don't like the water droplets hitting my face. I don't like the water droplets running down my face. I just can't stand it. Oh, that. I love it. I feel I like... I love, and this is probably really vain, and this is really funny talking about something super vain after having this great conversation about grace, <laughs> but I love the look that people give you when they drive by you when you're running in the rain. They look That's at you like, like you're yeah. crazy, Yeah. and I, I just feel like I am, like, I I am, am doing hard things. I am <laughs> Master Commander. I am doing a hard thing that other people don't like to do. Yeah. I, I Instead of letting... The environment's telling me that I'm not going to do something. Mm-hmm. I've said, you know what? Like, I'm stronger than you, and I'm going to do it. That's hilarious because I've said the opposite every single day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm letting this rain control my life, and I'm not <laughs> getting out in you. <laughs> well, and I feel the same way about running in the heat. I don't love running in the heat, mm-hmm. but I do love the challenge. I do find it really satisfying when I get out and run, especially if I run fast or run a, a long distance. And the you know 95 degree weather and i get back and i feel really good because i know that it would be very easy to give into that and most people are given to the idea that i shouldn't run because yeah. it's so hot and, and not most i can't say most people but a lot of people do and so i do <laughs> beating that like beating yeah. that that stigma or beating that uh, that motivation feels awesome good job proud of you thanks you're welcome Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate you. We appreciate any feedback and any rates and reviews and shares on social media that you give us. Um, Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Outpost of Heaven. Um, You can give us feedback there or just see what's up with us in the podcast. Yep, and if you 
are listening to any of our any of our episodes and you start having a really great conversation with your family and you want to give us a shout out and let us know with what the things you have come up with are we would love to hear from you so reach out to us on on instagram or we do have our email but mm-hmm. most people talk to us on instagram yeah instagram's the place yep. all right guys we love you keep the faith bye